Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome to On The Cusp. We're back today. I got my co-host Dave Smith back today. And today we have two guys that really have done some amazing things. And a lot of it, I like guys that do stuff where everybody else is like, is that really going to work? And you just do it and then it just blows up. This is yep, Bo awesome. and Peanut from BoJacks. What's up, guys? And man, we'll, let's talk about what you've really done. I mean, the East Bank District is a cool idea. But man, without y'all, I mean, y'all have really jumped in there and just changed the game of Bozier, especially that part of Bozier. Man, I, I, I think we moved into a new district, perfect timing. Um, you know, we had started on a food truck and yeah. had had an opportunity um, to open a like a cafeteria style thing for a year. And then an opportunity fell in our lap to move into Old Bossier. Um They had just turned it into an open container district. And I think we thought, hey, in 10 years, this might be something. Yeah. And, uh, and we moved in, opened the doors, and just were flooded so, with people. Like a game changer immediately. Yeah. Like, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I remember coming and meet, meeting with y'all when I was about to do Crawfest, and y'all were out on Cross, Cross Lake, Lake. Yeah. and yeah. we were all in the same boat. Twitter. We were all scraping pennies yeah. trying to, hey, how are we going to do that? Yeah. Well, that like, we had a 20-seat bistro at the time. Yeah. 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 And so like, we parked our food truck behind the behind the building, yeah. I had somebody tell me <clears> when I started my company, I don't know what you're going to do, but... I know you're gonna do something, and yep. I always felt like that was pretty accurate. Like, and that's how I felt leaving y'all that day was like, those guys are going to do something huge. It's it's right there, and yep. then it. I never would have thought it would be on Bo, in Bozier, but then it just happened. Man, it's uh, it's like I said, it's I I think more than anything, it was timing. Yeah, um, uh, some some would call it dumb luck too. Um, you know, I think there's a. You gotta you gotta work hard, but be in the right spot at yeah. the right time to make the right things happen. Yeah. If that's not too wordy, like I mean, that no, literally, you gotta absolutely. have that. that like, that's, we, we've, that's we've had a lot of conversations about uh, man, mm -hmm. opportunity kind of is out there for everybody. Yeah. A lot of people overanalyze it. They talk themselves out of it. But when you're idiots, you yeah. don't yeah. you don't do too much thinking about it. You yeah. just have a so that's when you make your you best decision. Yeah. Yeah. I would not go back and do, do my it. stuff. Do yeah. Is, yeah. is that the way you got to the stage and the, the whole the sound system you got out there? Talk a little bit about so, that. COVID is the reason that we have a stage out there. So, you know, the world shut down. Um, we didn't know what we were going to do just like everybody else. Um, we just knew we had a uh, we had a lot of outdoor space. Yeah. And when everybody said, hey, go eat outdoors, we were like, let's go get some picnic tables. Yeah, so we're, we're, you know? we're in an open yeah. container district. So our really first way it call at the time was to Pam Glorioso. She was the CAO in, yeah. in Bozier. We called her. We said, hey, how, when they said we could eat outside, how much of this outdoor space can we use? And she said, all of it. So it's <laughs> unlimited square footage. So we could, if, 
we can space people out eight feet where everybody else is doing it six feet. Uh, so we went to Lowe's, man. We bought every picnic table from every Lowe's. It was in Shreveport, Bossier. Shreveport, Bossier, Longview, <laughs> Ruston. All the ones we get, and we lined them down the bike lane. We had a little alley back behind the restaurants and lined them up down there. And so everybody was coming out. We were the only place with any traffic. Uh, and then we were still able to sell food, you know. Uh, yeah. we, we were able to work work enough employees. You know, we kind of we worked all the way through it, doing some doing some other stuff for the hospitals and whatnot. We we did some some great things there too. But at the same time, it kind of opened up our eyes to be like, oh man, people love eating outdoors. Well, yeah. And then well, yeah, right. yeah, well yeah. I, everybody <laughs> lost their lost their staff. We were able to keep our staff. Then we got lucky. The National Guard came back in and said, hey, we got to feed all these people doing the testing. Got this massive contract to feed them lunch and dinner, mm -hmm. uh, and we had to take it all over the place. But we had something to do. We right. weren't just sitting there on our hands. So what led you to the stage in that sound system? Because so, a lot of people don't so, know about your sound system. So we have system. A, we, the, it started with the TV. We got that little <laughs> contract, and everyone's like, "Man, we love it out here because we got something to do." But man, we'd love it. we could watch football. So we just we were like, "Well, how could we do that?" We found a hundred thousand dollar led wall yeah that we mounted on the back of bayou x mm -hmm. and we started playing football and they're like oh well if we can watch football can we get live music and we were like well so we took two drum risers and we pushed them together and we booked a band then the next week we had a, a 10 by 20 tent on top of it the next week we had put some christmas tree lights on it mm -hmm. uh, that's where it all started that's that's yeah. how yeah. it started then we then we started getting busy. I mean, it was with just that little stage. We had Jason Bolin, we had Steelwoods. I mean, these are national yeah, acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were in the same boat as everybody else. They didn't have anywhere to play. Right. Yeah, they, so, they needed a venue. Yeah, so our yeah. little drum risers <laughs> exactly. were the place to play. Mm -hmm. And then it brought more people. So we bought a little house behind us, tore it down, and fenced it in. Put, and a, we like, put a restroom hey, bank. What are we going to do with this other space? And yeah. We're like, let's build a stage. And we, we know nothing about the music business yeah and we just had the right people jump on our team i guess um, uh, david daniels helped us in the beginning and then we had uh john vance he's our sound and lighting engineer been doing this 35 years yeah um, and jackie, jackie brock, brock jumped on booking. and started helping us with some booking we, that's the cool thing about streetport bozier is like there's a lot of people and everybody's pretty willing to help each other. Yeah. Like I work with Jack, you know, like yeah. nobody, Jackie could see me as competition, I could see Jackie as competition, or we could see each other as, as being able to help each other. And I think yeah. we were lucky to be in a place like that. Dude, if you want to know what makes our block successful down there, it's that, like it, it started, so we opened Bojacks. Six months later, uh, Doug Rogers opened Bayou X. Now we could have been like, Oh, that's our competition. Instead, we got to be really good friends. Yeah. And uh, when the next space came available, it was like, man, we could, we'll open this together. So we opened Frozen P Row together. And then we built this little catchphrase. I think Doug might have come up with it. It was uh, East Bank Mafia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah. now we run our entire music calendar. We're working on a merchant association for the entire East Bank where everyone will have all of their stuff linked in on one website. Oh, cool. So when you come in from out of town, you go to one place, and it's, man, there's all these things to do. You'll have hotel sponsors, ways to book 
Airbnbs down there. You'll have a music calendar from all the restaurants, links to all the restaurants. So from a from an outsider and new money coming into the area, we feel like that's that's a good way to well, create that's some really synergy. a team effort and collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all yeah. were a, a really hot food truck. I mean, I remember like you see this happen. You see these food trucks. You see these different things. Drip's doing a good job with it right now, transitioning that into a standalone business. I mean, that's really key. You see so many of these get hot and then kind of go away. Mm-hmm. What would you tell a guy that's kind of on to something? Man, mine is uh, there's always going to be burnout, and I feel like you know once you once you kind of hit the wall. Um, it's, do you want to keep going past that? Because, you know, after a few years, let's just say three years of running a food truck seven days a week, it's tiring, man. You know, you're talking about, you know, you're, you're doing the dishes every time you come home and you think you're going to take your kids out somewhere. And the next thing you know, you're, you're prepping food because you sold out of food. There's no like downtime. And so you're constantly doing that. And Food truck's probably the hardest. People think, oh, man, we're going to sell some food and it's going to be fun. And it is fun, but it's a ton of work. You, you, don't, you, you don't make any money. Yeah, you don't. But, yeah. Like, number one, you don't yeah, make money. Not on the food truck. You have it's, to, um, I would say if you don't have some restaurant experience, you can't control food cost. You don't understand those things. Don't do it. It's yeah. It's it's real easy to lose money. Yeah. And do it for fun if you like. If you really enjoy cooking that much, yeah. and you want to go to the you know Blanchard Festival and yeah, you know, don't do, do something, like competition barbecue. Do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But as a way to get to to the point, a restaurant. If a you restaurant. know that's, I mean, that, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So if yeah. you, I think if you go into it with the idea of testing hey, this, this is, concept, this is a good way for me to work some kinks out before I go start a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And hey, this is a good way to start building a brand. So when we opened Bojacks in the East Bank, and we already had like you had twelve thousand followers. Right now, we it <laughs> took three and a half, four years of yeah. making zero money, and just working. I mean, we were running our truck twenty four hours a day. Yeah, I mean, y'all were everywhere. It was, it was all Con- the time. Constantly reinvesting, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you're booking, you're booking caterings. You know, you might go set up at a place and it rains on you all day long. But you book one catering off of that mm-hmm. because somebody says, "Hey, I've got a daughter that's getting married in two months. You guys come out and do the food for it." Next thing you know, it made that little setup in the rain well worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's you know finding find some lucky lucky breaks like that too. Yeah, you got you, you got to find some multiple revenue streams. Right. Even even there. I think that's like, a key in anything yeah. in in mm. our area. Yeah. Like mm. if I just did one thing. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to live the way I live. Yep. You know, That's like it. you got to like the, the entrepreneurial business, right? right. You yeah. know, you yeah. got to. Y'all have, can pivot. Have you have your hands? And they have. Well, yeah, and yeah. they have very well, successfully. Well, I will tell. I will tell you. Learning how to pivot on the food truck is the only reason I think we were able to pivot through COVID. Like I think oh, we, yeah. we were already kind of living in that. Yeah, the food truck's like chaos. me doing events. It's fires yeah. constantly yeah. everywhere. Yeah, but. Bo, you were talking about when when we first came in. Did you take investment? How did how, when you got the idea and you needed the capital to get this going? How how, how did you get it? How'd you do it? Well, we went to every bank, yeah. and with no yeah. credit and yeah. uh, like no assets, no nothing to collateralize. It was your classic story of asking for way too much money off of yeah. a, a little game plan. Yeah, we had, we had our yeah, little yeah, business plan yeah, yeah. kind of drawn out in crayon. Of course. And we went to all the banks. We said, hey, 
we need to borrow two million dollars. We're gonna we're gonna open up in the building that used to be uh, Max's pawn shop. All right. Um, everybody laughed us out of the bank. We went into the last bank, and at this point, we already knew the answer was no. And so, me and Peanut pulled up to Progressive Bank, and we walked into Shane Bly's office with a case of beer. Set the case of beer down on the uh, on on his desk. Yeah. And Shane's like, "Look, I can't give you two million dollars." He's like, "But I, I'm gonna give you something. Like, I'm gonna give you enough money for a crawfish trailer. I'm gonna give you yep. enough money for a van. Y'all get this thing paid off and come back to us." So we started building some financials there, and, uh, and some business credit. So in, instead of going the uh, the route of taking some money from a uh, an investor yeah we kind of we we took the bank but it wasn't like a, a huge a huge well, we, 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 we were we kicked into, up sometimes you just got to make noise if you don't have right if, if you don't have money and like and all you have is an idea man you got to be so loud and so forward thinking with that idea uh, i think us talking about the max's pawn shop building uh had made enough noise that we we ended up meeting Rick Avery, who had he he owned Bojacks, the the building that's in five hundred one Barksdale. Uh, he was remodeling it. It was his first contract. I think he had somebody else going in there. Uh, it fell through, and we it kind of fell through. And because we had been making noise, we had an opportunity to move in there. The deal we made with him was he's going to do the build out. We need to do the kitchen build out. Well, the little bit of financials that we had built through that crawfish trailer, we were able to finance enough to do a kitchen build out. Rick mm -hmm. did the rest of it. We started renting it from him. I think Rick ran into a few issues. The renting turned into owner financing, and we didn't have an early out on the owner financing. So then we turned around and we went back to the bank and said, hey, we've been paying on this for a little bit. So we basically were paying our own down payment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like we refinanced it through the bank and the building was ours. Mm -hmm. uh, and it appraised for twice what we Dude, spent awesome. for it. And then boom, all of a sudden you have, you have some equity. You know, bankers really like don't think like entrepreneurs yeah. think. But they got a good <laughs> right. Yeah, but they got some great advice from. But a I mean, that's a great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and then you, I think to your point is, we we shopped it out. You know, this is when we were broke. You know, didn't have no money, and you're just like, hey, can you know your business plan says we'll allow you to come in for a certain percent, and we'll kind of sell you that. Well, lucky on our part. Um, you know, we got the ball was rolling so fast, and we just never took anybody's money. So now here we are, five years later, and we don't have a whole, you oh, know, yeah. team we, of. Uh, we don't have a whole team yeah. of investors that you have enough having to go work every single day to pay off, you know, yeah. to pay the investors. Yeah. You know, in essence, he and I are the investors just by us taking and you know, never taking a salary. But you're a great we, story. You can do it. Yeah, Who knew? Oh, it, zero dollars. You, you can do it with zero dollars. Yeah. That's yeah. a big okay. misconception. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. a yeah, lot of people, especially very wealthy people at times, will say, oh, yeah, but you don't have any money. 
That is not true. I built my business and everything with no dollars. Yeah. You can with a lot. It takes a lot of hard work, and so, I'm sure you have to work harder. So we have people come to us now asking, yeah. asking, hey, will you invest in this? And I had this conversation with my wife the other day. Like, I'm really glad that people didn't step in and do that for us because I think of all the things we learned and the mistakes we made on a small yeah. scale. Because if we if we wouldn't have learned those things and where we are now, you do you make those mistakes on a big scale and you lose it all. And so sometimes, sometimes investors just want to see that one you're willing to go through yeah. all the process. You've, you've you've got the grit to get through all that. Well, so. Yeah, because I mean business is a bunch of fires. I mean, it if is. You that's can't, all it is. I mean, that's really yeah. anybody that's been, and especially the restaurant business. I mean, yeah. I grew up in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. I love the restaurant business. I mean, if you want to become a good entrepreneur, go <laughs> spend some years in the restaurant business uh, because it will teach you mm-hmm. how to deal with stuff that you do not expect. You to didn't have even know it ever done. So <laughs> what's next? I mean, you guys are are the the East Bank is growing. What are you guys going to do next? We get that question a lot, and mine is, um, I, I'm to that point where I would kind of like to let my money maybe make some money, so I don't mm-hmm. have to. I don't have to go out there and work so hard for it. <laughs> you know, find, maybe find some little things to invest in. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if something comes along, God, I just don't know if I have the energy to go do like another full concept. So we, you know, like if somebody says, Hey, we want, we want you to do this. Uh, you know, I'm just using Mexican food for an example. Yeah. If somebody says, man, I really want you to do this. Can you come help me open this Mexican food place? And we know how hard it is to get one yeah. going off the ground and how hard it is to employ. Now we have 115 employees Holy and, smokes. and able wow. to, so and we, able to and keep those 115. We found That's, some, some things that, our business will continue to do so like we we've developed some product along the ways like we have we have a bowling bag bowling bag yeah. gluten-free gumbo uh, we develop a bowling bag uh red beans etouffee mm-hmm. uh, all of that product has been picked up by cisco oh, and cool. set up for national distribution that is and we're cool. working on doing yeah. some stuff with louisiana crawfish company so you, it gets fedex to your door if you want it now, Locally, we want you to come to our yeah, restaurant, yeah, yeah, but yeah. outside of here, we don't want a franchise because we don't have the we don't have the energy in the town. Yeah, yeah. but I, but I think then that's again, a good people, passive way. It's the to Amazon thing. Yeah, people, people are sitting is, sitting uh, at their house or they're on their phone. They're like, "Man, I'm hungry for some gumbo. Let me just order some gumbo to be here tomorrow." You know, I'm I like, love that. and so that we're, is. we're kind of in that. You guys are constantly there's, evolving. There's, there's, real estate, there's real estate conversations that we're having, uh, I, but you know, they're, they're just ideas. But mm-hmm. typically what we say is once we've written it on a napkin, it's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so like we'll be, we'll sit in the back of Bojack's and like, we'll be just brainstorming ideas. And then Brian, our, our friend, our GM part owner, uh, man, he'll come up and throw a napkin in front of us if, if he thinks a good idea because he, he knows yeah, if we yeah, write it on yeah. a napkin it's we're gonna yeah. do it i love that the other that thing is. i have to ask before we go i go to y'all's place in bojan mm-hmm. out and i don't know a person i don't oh. know where these people you know i know y'all and i know a couple maybe i know a person but it's a different crowd yeah. it's a different crowd from the food truck days it's a different mm-hmm. crowd than I see coming out and spending money. So that's very important to me because you're not only 
So there, I think there's an untapped market yeah. in Bossier. There, there's, there's a lot of. There's Who a, are these people? Who are there, your? There, there's customers? a lot of wealth that I think has moved to North Bossier, and and I think if you look where we started with food truck, and this is entrepreneur wise, when I when I said you go out and you build a brand. Yeah. Man, we took we took our food truck and we put it in the front of every homeowner association in Shreveport, Bossier, but we started in Tiburon and then that turned into Stonebridge which turned into Legacy and that was that became our base and so when we opened the restaurant that's who flooded in the restaurant in the beginning and they kind of established themselves as hey this is our spot yeah um, we didn't realize we were doing that when we set the food truck up there but uh, it's probably the most valuable thing that we we got from the food truck Dude, that's awesome that is a incredible. I like that the, the your crowd is younger too than yeah. I see in most places, at least yeah. that I go to. And I think that's important, having a cool place for young people to hang out. You'd, you'd be, if you get down there on like a Friday, Saturday night, it's all ages. I mean, cause we have kids out there uh, throwing washers, throwing, throwing bags. I'm talking about grade school kids, yeah. all the way up to the people that are in their 60s that are out there because we have a ACDC That's, cover band. I've been yeah. there. So there's a section it's, it's in a great, the back. It's a great mix. Yeah. It's a great mix. The, the first first concert we did out there, my dad pulled a camping chair out. He got it out of his truck. And, you know, He sat there like, man, I own the place. So he's, he's, he's got his little fancy camping chair. And then the next week, there were three. And then the next week, there were ten. And now there's a whole section of camping chairs at these concerts. If you're looking at the stage over yeah. to the left, it's you see you see a lot of the like 55 to 70 year olds. They're over here chilling in their camping chair, <laughs> and then all the kids are in the front. Yeah. Like, and then the you know, and guys, hey, this music. this has been great. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate y'all coming on the show. Sure. Best of luck. Uh, it's exciting, really, to see you guys constantly growing. Yeah. And and looking for opportunities, and yeah. you know, I hope everybody orders peanut. There you go. You know the gumbo right there. Man. You know, I'm, and it's coming right from the heart of yeah. Bozier City. Right. Okay. Well, exactly. and I'm gonna say this: I I didn't know as much about what y'all had going on here, but like we talk about it all the time. Like we've we've helped some other people get started. Our dream was like, man, maybe one day we can we can start some some type of entrepreneurial acceleration program. And then I walk in today and I see it, man. It's like, what I've done over here is really cool. Like, I think we want to be a part of that if we can. You can, yeah, you know, absolutely. Sure. We consider you guys part of the team. It, yeah, takes, it takes a community. And what we really want to do is we want people to understand, look, if you get the right advice and you're working with the right people, you can start a business and you can be successful in Shreveport Posure. There yeah, are people just, like you doing it yeah. every day. Nope. You just don't quit. That's like right. 100%, no matter how many people tell you your idea is dumb, like it, for a very long time, the only two people that believed in Bojacks were me and Peanut. Like there were... Uh, yeah, I would say that. I, I have that conversation with my wife. She's like, hey. It's, your wife can be your toughest critics. I didn't think this was going to do anything. Well, guys, thanks for coming. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Best of luck. Yep. Cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs>